0: You're listening to the Sermon Audio from Mill Creek Community Church. If you like what you've heard or want to find out more information, please visit our website at mymillcreek.com.
1: I'd like to read today's scripture passage, so if you could stand uh, for the reading of the word. But again, it's such an honor, Aura John, to have you here with us today. And I'm, I always count you as one of my closest brothers and friends. And I'm thankful for Mill Creek for... Uh, Bringing you here to share with us today so open if you would to Acts chapter 1 and I'll read starting in verse 6 so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let's pray. Dear Lord, it's, it's such a great joy to be your children and we're so thankful that not only are we ushered into your family but we have been given the good news to be a blessing to the nations and we thank you so much that specifically today we get to hear from how you are blessing the Iranian people through Pastor Ara um, all over the world and we're so grateful for his faithfulness and we thank you that you're raising up people from the Middle East to share and lead Um, with the gospel among their own people. And we're thankful, too, that Mill Creek has been able to be a part of that and to come alongside of people like Aura and others to be able to encourage them and to be able to partner with them in the spreading of this incredible gospel of Jesus Christ. Now bless Aura and bless our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Jamie. Good morning. Good morning, Mid Creek. I usually uh, mistake it. Mid Creek. You are Mid Creek, is it right? <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that Jamie's name, because Jamie said Ara John. Uh, I'm very happy that Jamie's name is J- not John. If you're John John, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so difficult, John John. And we have uh, somebody from South Korea in our church. His name is June. We call it June John. <laughs> Jun, June. What what do you call June? My soul. June. June is soul. My soul in in Farsi. So June John, my soul dear. Um, and uh, I wanna I wanna ask you a question before I go to my sermon. It's kind of Uh, a very difficult theological question. So do you know which language we're going to speak in heaven? This is new, like, this is new. Like, last uh, service I didn't say it. (laughs) Do you know? Come on. Pastor Jeremy, they don't... What do you teach these people? (laughs) So say something, you know, I want to hear. Which language we're going to speak in heaven? This part? No answer? This part? Hebrew. Hebrew? Okay. This part? No answer? Which one? All different language? No. <laughs> Sorry. We are going to speak English in heaven. <laughs> Do you know why? Because English speakers, they never learn another language. <laughs> no. Except Jamie. Except Jamie. <laughs> Except Jamie. So, uh, Eng- uh, English is my third language, and I learned it uh, since 10 years ago when I came here uh, in America. But my mother language is Armenian. Um, I was born and raised in Iran, um, 1979, 42 years old, and uh, Farsi is my best language. So, right now, my three language is uh, swinging in my head, and... Uh, is not is not easy. Usually, um, uh, like when Jamie preached Farsi, uh, it's kind of Judgment Day for me because usually when uh, Jamie preached Farsi in our church, I usually shout like, "Jamie, this is the right words." <laughs> oh yeah, Rolls Royce, and then now Jamie <laughs> back to me. So if anything, <laughs> you can you can shout. This is your church, you know. And also for new people, if you're new here, there's any new people for. Prefer- visiting here? No? Yo, okay, come back next week. I'm not the pastor here. <laughs> I'm, I know his accent, everything is weird, but come back. Pastor Jeremy is here, you know, speak better, better English. So, uh, <laughs> um, so, I'm from L.A. So, when I arrived 2010 uh, in L.A., And I said, oh, I made it in Hollywood. This is Hollywood, you know. Everybody wants to go to Hollywood. And then I said, okay, what should I do first? And I said, skinny jeans. (laughs) And then they said, okay, Ara, you need to be vegetarian. And I said, no vegetarians. I love meat, so I can't do that. But I said, okay, let's do something like in film or something. And then I became YouTuber. (laughs) If you go to my Instagram, there is... Uh, Ara Torosian, Cornerstone pastor, YouTuber, producer, blah, 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 and Megan Hollywood. So uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of bringing awareness of homelessness and immigrant problems. So I have 11,000 followers. And also my kids born here, Emily, eight, and Evan is four years. Also, they're YouTubers. We made it. Uh, 15,000 followers. (laughs) So... Everything in LA is cool, uh, except the God's word, except the Christianity, except uh, uh, the the word of God. Um, you know, in, in in whole whole world, uh, when when as, a, as an as Iranian, when we we came to America, we thought like, oh, this is Christian country. But actually, America is the fourth last nation in the world. China, Indonesia, India, and America. Lost nation. And I, I have this passion of mission always, not only among Iranians, all nations. I, I, have, I have lots of friends, even they're not Christian. I have my neighbors that are not Christian. They're Americans. They never heard the gospel. And I'm trying to uh, be part of this mission. Today, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, Jamie, read the passage, act one, six to eight. And usually, like, uh, if you see the, the film or anything, like when I came, like I was traveling, it was my last words, because I'm afraid, you know, we are flying in COVID pandemic with the flight, you know, I don't know when they were last time they serviced the airplane. I don't know. And so I, I bring my kids and I said, Emily, I love you. Evan, I love you. Don't bother your mom. And love Jesus, and it was like my last words, and the important words. I say maybe I, I don't know. Like airplane, there's no no wheels, <laughs> so something happened. and I'm gone. <laughs> and so I I, I I talk about the last word. Last word is usually is is more important. And we are we are hearing this is the last word of Jesus to disciples. The last word of of his. Uh, uh, before he left uh, to heaven. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or season that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and the end of the earth. The plan. God has a plan for us. What's the plan? The disciple will still cut on the, this, uh, this figure of Jesus is coming to establish the kingdom of God. It's like they were thinking about earthly kingdom, but Jesus' plan was something else. God's plan was something else. When we, we all related to disciples and oxy, like what, what is going to happen? He's going to bring the kingdom. I can be his, his uh, like co-pilot or, or minister or something. But Jesus was something else. Jesus, the plan was something else. This is why all humans love to guess when is the end days. There's lots of movie about end days. We are... We are trying to find out when Jesus come like I was I was surprised in 2020 uh, there was a big banners all over the LA that says 2020 end of the world and they said Jesus is coming 2020 everybody says oh 2020 is the last days and ever since the original disciples people have been trying to read the signs To try and figure out when Jesus might be coming. We are trying to see when is the end days. Because we long for the end of this fallen world. We long for the end of suffering. We long for the end of temptation of the sin. We long for the wait to be over. My personality, I can't wait. Like if I want to do something, I want to do right now. Waiting for me is terrible. I can't wait. And lots of us, we want to see where is the end, when we are going to see Jesus again. And Jesus knew that this question, this longing would be disciples and Christians and his followers question. Right before he left the disciples to heaven, he he explained, this is the plan. Go Preach the gospel. But the timing of the plan is not for us to know. We want to know. We got temptation to see the signs, to listen to different things, to watch the movies. But this is not for us. Don't try to find out when is the end of days. Which actually makes lots of sense in his, his, his uh, wisdom. Knowing when certain season in life is ending make it difficult to stay fully engaged in presence. This makes sense. And, and we saw lots of stories and documentaries about how people start following somebody that assuming when is the end days, because they cannot engage in present. This is the reason for lots of things. This is the reason so many people don't get deeply engaged in their community, when, the, uh, when they know they're all only for two years. If, if you know you're here for two years, I don't know. I go Hawaii probably, <laughs> or live in Las Vegas. If God told the whole world, "I'm coming back in 2020," we are horribly distracted. Distracted to be deadline and wouldn't be living the lives of purpose of God. If God told the whole world, I'm coming back in 30, 20, it's not in my time. So there is no urgency for the mission, you know? Jesus is coming like 30, 20, probably I'm dead, so I enjoy my life. There's no urgency. But instead, God, in His perfect wisdom, has told us it's not you to know when Jesus will return. He could return any day. And I'm hearing like any day, any day, maybe tomorrow, maybe today. It's just urgency. I want to I wanna share the gospel. I want to I wanna tell the, I want to be part of this plan. God telling us, there is a plan. And Jesus is victorious. You believe? Like I love the end of movie, like uh, is happy, finished and happy the movies. And lots of people is coming to us and saying, oh, we have this problem, that problem. You know what I'm saying to them? I'm saying, your problem is not going to stay forever. We had problem before, but God like, solved and another problem, another problem. But I know, I'm sure for 100%, the end of our lives is victorious, because Jesus is victorious. Can you say Amen. End of our story is victorious. But I have a job for you. God says, I have a job for you. For you to do. The power. In the meantime, you will be given power. Act eight, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What does that means? The power. Holy Spirit dwell in you. What that means? It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was promising here. What's that means? The same Holy Spirit that works in disciples' life. Peter's life. Preach the gospel. God has given you His power to share the gospel. Some Sometimes... As a Christian, we think that the power, the Holy Spirit power, I'm like supernatural, like supernatural human. You can, I can do so many things. I can lay hands. I can do this. I can do that. But in reality, in the gospel, the, the power to share, the Holy Spirit power is to share, to able to share the gospel. God has given His power to live sacrificial life for Him. We assume not to sacrifice a lot. We want everything for ourselves. We want, we, we see ourselves better than others because we have good job, we have good education or we have everything. You know, I see, I see in a, a Western life that we are not giving lots of sacrifice. You know, in, in Iran, in my country, When as soon as we accept Jesus, doesn't matter if you are in Farsi world and in that country, or my Farsi speakers, when we said, Jesus, we want to accept you, as soon as they accept that they know there will be persecution, there will be danger, there will be rejection from the family. Lots of times I, I saw Christianity in the vest, like, God, if you give me this, I will follow you. If you don't give this, I will not follow you. If you give me good husband, I will follow you. It's all that. But in the meantime, in, in the harder places like Iran, when we say, Jesus, I want to follow you, it doesn't matter what's happened. We want to follow you. The power that... He promised here the power that created the universe, the power that parted the Red Sea, the power that rose Christ from the dead. The same power is indwelling you right now. It's amazing. Sometimes you say, oh, we are Christian, we are coming. Like, but the power that Holy Spirit and God gave you, the same power that separated the Red Sea in you, in me, in everybody here that believe Jesus in his Savior. Do you believe that? Or this is like old stories? Or you hear every day, every Sunday? If you are in Christ, you have received the very power of God dwelling inside of you. And as like my, my son loves Spider-Man. And as Uncle Ben told Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. We have responsibility to the power that God gave us. What do you think is your responsibility? What's what my responsibility to the power that God gave us? There is unlimited plan being lived out and there is purpose for you in that plan. You know, You can't be a player and stand on other line. You have to put your feet on the field if you're in game. So I start learning about like football because we love soccer. So uh, I saw this TV's old uh, NFL draft. Is it right? Yeah, I learned football. I know Kansas is big. Uh, last, last, uh, last service, I said, oh, I know the Kansas was in power, Powerball. It was Superball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So imagine a player that never goes into the game. Lots of Christian today. Maybe you've been in church for many years, but you've never been in the game. I, I, I told my, uh, my members, and I said, don't be chair warmer. Come and sit in the chairs. Make the chair warm. <laughs> Don't be that. You need to be player. You need to be in plan. And the church exists. The church exists for not social club. Church exists for a purpose. For a plan. For a job. What's the purpose? The power of the Holy Spirit is the power of to go. The Holy Spirit power is not the power that you stay in the church. You come to the church. The fellowship is amazing. But the power of Holy Spirit is the power of of to go. Act 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. The church has vocations. We have all has a job here to spread gospel end of the earth. I, I, I really appreciate that 20 years ago, my brothers and sisters in Mill Creek sent out Jamie and Ashley. Because when I was in L.A., I was exhausted. I was working hard. And it was hard. I was, I was talking to, I was talking to uh, churches. I was future missionary for uh, Southern Baptist Church, whole churches. I tried to do fundraising. If I go to different, uh, different states and talk about the mission, I said, like, I'm reaching Muslims. They said, mm-hmm not important. It was like, hit up like Muslims. Hit up ISIS and other stuff. Uh, We're not interested. We're not interested. We're not interested. I was shocked. I said, I think the most power we have to change the nation is the gospel. God can change nation in gospel. Iranian church was the fastest growing church in the world. And I'm connected to lots of people inside of Iran. I got shocked to hear who is becoming Christian. And, you know, we have the supreme leader in Iran, and he has an uncle, and his uncle, kids, became Christian in London. (laughs) And he's praying, I met this guy, he's praying for Iran, he's praying for his cousin, the supreme leader. God is pursuing God. And we made in his image. And we have to pursue others. You can sit here not to talk to anybody. And I remember when uh, they caught me with a Bible. And I was in, in the dark. It was a cold. They beat me up. They asked me, like, give me names. And I said, I'm not giving names. I don't have any names. And I said, why i am here? Why I should put my life in danger? Why I'm here? I started like this old temptation came to mind. Why I'm here? Like I can go and live my life. And Holy Spirit started talking to me. And I said, you have to represent me well here even. Why? Why we should represent? We should represent who He is. Who we are. What He's done. And how we are called to respond. We do through our relationship with other neighbors, coworkers, and friends, as we get to know them, serve them, speak to them, and talk about the gospel. You know, Jamie loves Iranian. I never see American love that much. Loves Iranian. Jamie and Ashley they sacrifice a lot. And uh, like yesterday, I said, like I was like not really. I love my brothers. I want to, you know, as a human, I want to keep him in L.A. But somehow God wants them here. And yesterday he told me, oh, two neighbors is Iranian. I said, two neighbors in Kansas, Iranian? Two houses close by each other? Yeah, Iranian. I said, how do do you find? I said, they had the wrong mail in my house. And And he put time and we went there and speak to this man. In Kansas, share the gospel. Amazing. But our engagement in the mission of God also extends beyond our neighbors, co workers, and friends to the end of the world. I'm very happy that you have missionaries here. God calls us as His bride. Is not only be connected to spread the gospel among our domain. What we are doing to be everywhere, to be end of the world. You can't sacrifice, be engaged. You can't be everywhere. Is it right? I can't be everywhere. I can't be in Uganda and at the same time China or Los Angeles. You can't be everywhere. I can't be everywhere. But God is everywhere. No. I was I was I was uh, walking around LA and I said, Oh I wanna be this, I wanna I wanna see lots of people become Christian. I was seeing I'm a, I'm a, uh, like in my imagination, my plan it was like I'm a one man show and I wanna do this, I wanna that, you know, I wanna see people got healed, you know, they got transformed their life and I was praying and I, I feel like I'm a I'm a Spider Man kind of <laughs> um Superman Christian superman. And then Holy Spirit remind me. And I see exactly the need that I need to be humble in in His words. And I find that, like, I believe that God is working 24 hours a day. Yeah, 24 hours a day. You believe that God is working uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year. God is working. And you know what I said? I said, Lord, I'm not super hero, I'm not Superman, I'm not super Christian, but I want to be part of your activity, what you're doing in the world. And this is the first step. Every Christian should do it. I want to be part of your activity. Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to, uh, to be able to do sacrifice. How are you using your gifts, your talents, your energy, your resource for the spread of gospel across the world? How are you using that? You know, God has called us to cross barriers, the walls, language. You know, I know it's hard. like I know it's hard to hear my accent, maybe you don't understand some of my words, but you know, for us it was hard to understand <laughs> Jamie's <is> Farsi, too. <laughs> God judging. Yeah, you see? It's hard, man. <laughs> see, it's hard. but God called us to pass that barriers. This barriers is by not It's not from gospel. God wants to take that distance you know the 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 possibility of spreading gospel right now in the world is amazing it's this, uh, Its mission a mission uh, plan is not same as fifty years ago. Everything changed. You can see it last year what's happened like I, I pushed my church to you know let's do youtube let's do like Online, listen, no, no, we are traditional, no, no, no. And, the, and everybody said, oh, let's buy cameras, let's put the, like streaming, like da, 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 and everything. And now we are Hollywood style church. <laughs> we renovate like our church. Uh, and we start, everything is changing. But God wants us also to see his heart for those across the world too. Marginize. People that marginalize from the gospel, unreached people. You know, a few uh, when Jamie was there, we baptized a, a lady from a tribe, Rashkai I know the Farshid is uh, from Rashkai tribe, and one of the unreached group. I I I work with the uh, International Mission Board and uh, lots of missionaries, and they want to reach Rashchai people. And and it was in L.A. Somebody that marginalize from the gospel, he came and she they came and we baptized. The, the lady, the mom. And two weeks ago, I baptized her daughter <laughs> from the tribe that, you know, never heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you have Farshid here, studying in seminary. Amazing. So, how can we be involved? This is question. How Pastor Ara, we can involve? involved? How we can be involved in taking the gospel to end of the world. First, all of us should engage in cross-cultural relationship here. I was sitting and playing in the porch in Jamie's house, I saw Indian people pass by, Japanese pass by, Asian pass by, there was Iranian we met. We need kind of engage. I know you have international people around you. How we engage? You can marry too. (laughs) Farshid, you married an American? Yeah. But I married an Iranian. So somehow you you engage. Let me tell you something. U.S. has the most Mexican outside of Mexico. U.S. has the most Iranian outside of Iran. Uh, U.S. has the most Guatemalans outside of Guatemala, Salvadorians outside of El Salvador, Korean outside of Korea, Filipino, outside of the Philippines. Wow. 270 languages spoke in Los Angeles County. God is literally bringing all nations, often people with no previous access to the gospel around you, how you engage them. You scared from them because they were a job. Don't listen to media. You're nice people. You know, I was, I was in some churches and usually I, I make joke when I see people in stress or they got like stress. like a pastor from Iran. And I said, the pastor tapped me down there. There's nothing here. <laughs> You're being relaxed. <laughs> ha, get to know them. Seek to serve. Speak lovingly to them and share the gospel with them. Get to know them. Don't be afraid. Some some of us should take your gifts and talents to go, like Jamie, to go and serve. Some of us in ministry to get trained and be sent. So some of you, because... You know, the mission is changed now in the world. The strategy changed now. Uh, 50 years ago, maybe there's no headquarters, no companies, branches around the world. But if any company you're working, probably you have some branches in Dubai, or Istanbul, in Europe, in some other countries. And ask them to, if you have the heart for mission, with your domain, send you there. Use your talents, use your resources, use your skills. And some, they need to get trained and go like a missionary. Which part you are? Where you are now? Act eight one four, And there wrath on the day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered through the region of Judea and Samaria and those who were scattered, went about preaching the word. Before that, before that persecution, everybody was in Jerusalem, but persecution happened, and they left. You know, last year, we lost maybe a dozen of families in L.A. because they didn't want to stay in L.A., because it's hard. John Piper made this observation and comment about the discouragement many Christians right now have regarding to current state of America. America is not a Christian country, I don't believe. it. I saw lots of things in Hollywood that I never see in Iran. And I think the same can say for specific discussion many Christians regarding the state of Los Angeles even, or America, whether it's political or cultural, or traffic, or weather piper comments if god must wakes wakes up us by means of this carnage de- development at the home it may or may not mean that there is a bright future for america i don't see bright future for america but it certainly means that god has for greater purpose for the worship of his son Jesus Christ among the nation of this world than can be hindered by anything that happens in America. Nothing can hinder God's purpose and plan. So as, a, as a, your brother, just be relaxed. See what God is doing in this world. All of us should sacrifice here to have sin. All of us. Sacrifice. With some, you Consider being involved in God's mission to the end of the world. And we want to do it. We want to be part of this. We want to be part of activities. How are you using your gifts, talents, energy, your resources for the spread of the gospel? How you use that? There are all sorts of this. One is we can do so by praying regularly for people. Connecting to missionaries. I don't know how you connect to missionaries. But as, as a missionary, when I got email saying, Oh, Ara, we prayed for you last night. Just make me happy. Make me happy. Oh, this is not me. This is somebody alongside of me praying other side of the states, other side of the world, praying for me. Staying in touch and showing that you care for them, for your missionaries. When... We do so by sacrificing financially so that those who are going can be freed up to do ministry. Lots of sacrifice. We need to do lots of sacrifice. Giving, using our resources. How you use that resources. My prayers is that we would continue increasingly be church family who? The church family in Mill Creek. Sacrifice for the sake of marginalized community in the United States. So important. Sacrifice for one another as need to opportunity to rise. You know, in pandemic, where lots of people lost their job in LA. LA is expensive, especially our marginalized group people. And everyone came together we didn't have, a, we reached our needs, people's needs. People start giving in pandemic, and we start giving to people generously. I, I was amazed. Any opportunity rise. And you might say, like, oh, gosh, this is too much sacrifice. And it is. This is how we should live as a Christian. Sacrifice. See others better than us. Uh, sacrifice more. And this is how God calls us for people. 2 Corinthians 9, 15 says, Thank be God for his inexpressible gift. People start giving in the church. How you're using gifts and talents and your energy, your resource for the spread of the gospel. How you're using that. So what's our mission moment today? What's your mission moment today? And this is one of the things that I love about uh, difficulty in LA, in the United States. It gets you up out of your comfy chair. You know, we want a comfortable life. This is natural. We, want, we all want to arrive and, and this is in life to feel like a comfy chair. We work hard to be nice retirement. <laughs> We chase after comfort in countless ways. But this is not time of comfy chairs. You're not here for warmer (laughs) the chairs. You're here to do something. God called you for a job. Um, You could stay here and stay out of your comfy chair and remain active by giving. You can give through mission. You can give to your church and then Spread the gospel around the world. I'm praying that uh, this, is, this is some numbers that amaze me. Africa was 3% Christian in 1900, 28 Christ, uh, 28% Christian in 1980, and 46% Christian in 2000. In Iran, before the revolution, it was less than 1,000 Iranian believers, but who knows how many millions in Christian because of all your sacrifice, your support, your prayers. And not only you, all over the world, churches, China, Indonesia, India. And also we are praying for America, that God save America. We need Jesus more than anything. My kids born here, and I see something that is shake my body like, ah. Oh. I see every day in the school, I see the kids, I see the parents. And I said, Jesus, America needs you. Praise God. God bless you. If you like what you've heard or want to find out more information, please visit our website at MyMillCreek.com.